Tanya J. Powers. Today I'm spending a few moments with country superstar Sarah Evans. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. It has been a minute since we got to talk because I think the last time we chatted was back in 2014. Really? Yeah, I think a lot's happened since then. <laughs> yes, a lot has happened. <laughs> a lot has happened since then. I know you are are very busy. You had a new album out, what, last year? Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to talk to you about a couple of the songs on there. Um, but I know you're about to embark on some Christmas shows. And even though it's it really doesn't feel like football weather yet, right. we're, we're already talking about Christmas because we've got to plan ahead. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it is weird. Like, I... I recorded and released a Christmas album, I think three years ago or something like that. And it's called At Christmas. And we had to go in the studio and do that album in August. And so it was like super hot. And we, <laughs> I did my vocals down in Birmingham. And I was like, this is so crazy. But yeah, you have, you have to plan ahead. And we've had this Christmas tour, you know, booked for a long time. I think it's our fourth year maybe to do the Christmas tour. Mm -hmm. We absolutely love it. Um, I I so look forward to it every year. And this year we're starting a little earlier. So we'll be starting like right after Thanksgiving. Talk to me a little bit about, okay, first of all, I have to ask when you're, and I've always wanted to know this, when you cut Christmas albums, uh, like you said, it has to be earlier Mm -hmm. in the year, usually when it's hot. Mm -hmm. How do you get in the mood for Christmas when it's 90 outside with a heat index of 1100? Well, I think for me, it, it's not even really so much about getting in the mood for Christmas as just singing, like performing the song great. Because mm-hmm. a song is a song. And um, so I just wanted to do the coolest and most beautiful version of, you know, my favorite group of Christmas songs mm-hmm. that I could possibly do. Um, Whole, Old Holy Night being my absolute all-time favorite Christmas song. So that was... Really cool. And and that was one where I said, let me just take it from top to bottom. You know, a lot of times I'll sing verses and then we'll sing courses and, you know, kind of choose the best ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, let me run it just top to bottom so I can just, you know, maybe get one take, as an emotional take. And when I was done, I looked out in the control room and my producer and the engineer were both crying. And they're like, wow. You know, because that's such a powerful song. It is. And it mm-hmm. builds. That it, would be hard to do separate pieces of that one. Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Wow. And yeah. It it definitely builds. It starts off, you know, really just, you know, it's emotional, but you're a lot more calm and you're trying to just, you know, make it very intimate. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, you're like screaming. Yeah, when you get to the oh night divine part, yeah. that's every every it's it's all or nothing at that point. Yes, that's yeah. pretty amazing. I love the fact that you know, kind of, we get the behind the scenes of how things are actually recorded, mm-hmm. and I guess every artist is different. Yeah, um, I always just kind of had this picture in my head of front to back every time. No, I mean it's like you know if you. If you were making a movie, you wouldn't just be able to say, okay, we're going to make the movie. Everybody get ready, and you're going to say all the lines, and we're just going to film the whole movie, yeah. you know, top to bottom. It's the same way. I mean, yeah. you definitely want to get your best vocals. Now, I do not let my vocals be tuned or anything like that. Um, wow. Because I just am too, like, prideful about that, and I don't want anyone to ever say, you know, she's not a great singer, not a great live singer, because that's my... 
I don't know. That's the the thing that I pride myself the most on out of anything that I do is to that I'm actually, you know, that's the way you sound. Singer. Yes, the, you so, know that's a huge that's a huge deal actually because there are a lot of times when people go to concerts, mm-hmm. and this has actually happened. I've experienced this as well. You go to a show and you're expecting it to sound exactly like it does on the radio or the CD or the streaming or whatever. They can't sing anything. And it is not the same. And you feel kind of like... It's like Photoshop. Exactly. Yeah. You you meet somebody and, you know, they look a lot different than they do in their pictures. But, you know, everybody does what is called comping vocals. And I've been doing that for years. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, you, you sing... The verses, like I like to do all my verses just over and over and over and over and over because the choruses are a lot louder and they're kind of in a different place in mm-hmm. your throat. Um, and then comping vocals just means you kind of splice together your favorite lines. Mm-hmm. You choose your, your best, like this is the best verse. Let's choose that one. But it's all you. But it, oh yeah. There's not any. No wow. fixing. That speaks to the kind of performer you are. Not only because you won't do the auto-tune, but you're just that good. (laughs) Well, thank you. I mean, that's why I like to, I like to post like portions of our shows sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's live. And, 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 And I agree with you. I love going to concerts where they're actually incredible and Mm -hmm. you, you're like, you know, I'm so glad that they're the real deal. Yeah. Um, as far as the other things you guys you guys have going on, I know that you have a uh, like I said, you've got the, the Christmas tour coming up. You had uh, the album Words mm-hmm. last year that was out. Uh, there is a song, "All the Love You Left Me." Oh, love this song! It, I it, love it. It really kind of gets into the it gets under your skin, under the skin of a breakup. I guess yes. is, is the best way to put that. Where did it come from? Who wrote it? Tell me all about it. Okay, um, so my manager Craig Dunn, who's with me in the studio right now, and he went out to a writers' night, and we were we were in the process of looking for songs for the new album, and um, he heard a bunch of female writers. It was like an all girls writer night, writers' night, and. So Hillary Lindsay, who is just absolutely phenomenal, and she has written so many hit songs. I've recorded probably 20 of her songs, and I've written with her a ton, um, performed the song, All the Love You Left Me. And when Craig Dunn got home or the next day, he got a hold of her publisher and said, I got to get that song for Sarah. And he sent it to me, and I just died. And But to me, I made it because I, I like to – try to think of the saddest, worst possible scenario that a song could be talking about. And so I was listening to the demo over and over and over and over and over, just loving the song. And I said to my husband, I'm like, oh my God, this is um, my friend Lynn who lost her son to cancer and he was my son's age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we live in a very like, tight-knit small community um on the outskirts of Birmingham and um it just rocked our world it rocked our community like one day he's fine the next day he's got a pain in his leg the next day they've diagnosed him with bone cancer and within within a year he's dead and so it just devastated all of us so I was like this song is about her 
and and thinking of her son. Wow. I know. When you think about it in that light. Oh my gosh, because when it says like I'm this the bridge part is like she's panicking, you know, like I turn the lights on, I turn the lights off, I can't do anything to stop freaking out mm-hmm. that you're gone. Because I don't know if you're a mom, but yes. Any mom or dad understands that's that's unfathomable. Yeah. Like you can't even consider that wow. in your brain. Yeah. And you know, so when it does actually happen to people, you're just like, well, how are you going to live the rest of your life? Whoa. So that's how I, that was my take on all the love you left me. See, that's a, that's a, that's an entirely different perspective. It, to me, when I first, when I heard it, I was like, wow, this is, this is a really painful breakup song. But mm-hmm. when you cast it in the light of a parent losing yeah. a child, mm-hmm. it kind of turns it in a different angle. It works the same way, but boy, the impact yeah. of that just, it's so imagine. sad. I, I like to, th- you know, I like to go as dark as I possibly can because it helps me perform mm-hmm. with more emotion, a lot more emotion. And um, that's why I posted the other day this. I'm so like obsessed with Ryan Adams and his uh, cover album of Taylor Swift's 1989. So he covered <laughs> that album from top to bottom mm-hmm. and it's phenomenal, like literally phenomenal. And I think when you hear Taylor sing you know, Shake It Off or Bad Blood or all the songs that were hits from that album, um, there's so much more production and, like, you know, really, really youthful production, so you miss the lyrics a lot. Mm-hmm. But the lyrics are ab- actually phenomenal. So there's a song on there called This Love, and Ryan, co- you know, plays piano on it, and his version of it and his production on this album is absolutely phenomenal. And so... Again, I was just listening to the album. That song came on, and it hit me that I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like, you know, what if, like, my friend was, like, dreaming about her son and that he was alive still. Mm -hmm. So when you go and listen to that song after this interview, you will sob thinking of it in that way. Okay, now I've got to go. i got to go listen to the song. Yes, and I posted about it. I'm like, this song is just killing me today. You have been. You mentioned you posted about this. You're you're pretty. What you see is what you kind of what you get, kind of gal. Mm-hmm. I mean that I, that struck me the last time we talked, uh, and and has ever since. Every time I, I see an interview with you or or posting or anything, I'm like, yep, that's that's who that is. Yeah. It, it, do you hear that a lot? Yes. I mean i I grew up on a farm in central Missouri. I'm one of seven kids. I'm the most normal person you know Mm -hmm. um as normal as you can be like but at the same time still being a celebrity and being you know that people know you Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i always want to be very very authentic like i really just like my vocals you know and not Mm -hmm. tuning them and fixing them um authenticity is very important to me what is the difference between now, because there's been a lot, there's been quite a, a bit of ground covered from the time that you started your career in country music mm-hmm. and first came on the scene and people found out who Sarah Evans was up to now. Do you sing songs that you cover, that you did back then that were huge hits for you and people still love to sing along with? Do they mean different things now at, at this age than they did at the age when you recorded them? That's you a think good question. I mean... I feel um, like I still love all those songs, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm 
it's so important to me to be authentic and stay authentic to who I really am because, um, you know, that it sort of makes my songs timeless in my soul because it's like, no, I still relate to that. I still, cause I'm still the same person. I mean, with a lot of changes and I've gone through, a, you know, a, a lot of drama in my life and some trauma as well. And, um, but no, I still feel very connected to those. You know, maybe Born to Fly means something a little different to me now mm-hmm. because my son is, you know, he just graduated high school and he moved to Nashville. And um, now he's kind of his turn to do this crazy thing called a music career. Um, but at the same time, I still, when I sing Born to Fly, I'm still thinking about, you know, the fact that I did move to Nashville at 19 and pursue a career in country music. And that's what I was born to do. So, so I guess the answer is no, I still feel very connected yeah. to all of those songs. If you weren't a country music singer, what would you be? Um, so I love to cook. I love the idea of owning like a little restaurant, like a meet and three, you know, old kind of country restaurant. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, or I might do some sort of like catering business. Um, I love feeding people. I, I'm, that's my love language. And, you know, I just cannot not make food for my kids and my husband and, you know, nourish them in that way. Um, or I would probably be a farmer. Like I would be, you know, on a, on a lot of land with a lot of horses and, be living a simple life. You mentioned you live uh, outside Birmingham, not Nashville, mm-hmm. but Birmingham. Uh, and I know y'all are big Bama fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I moved to Birmingham yeah. when Jay and I got married mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I loved him and I wanted to make it to where we could be together, but he could still live in the same city as his children. And I, you know, didn't want to take him away from them. Mm-hmm. My dad moved away when I was young to another state and it's just you know when you do that it's just not you think you have all the best intentions but but it's not really conducive to having a true parent-child relationship because you have to be there all the time at all their games and all their events and make sure that all your you know um visitation time and all that is always upheld and Mm -hmm. so I did that for Jay, you know, out of love for him. And I I knew that I could do my career from anywhere. And, um, but his kids have two more years counting this one in school. And then my girls are into music. And, um, so we're probably headed back to Nashville in, within the next couple of years. But yeah. yeah, um, we've been down there for 10 years and we live in an area called Mountain Brook and it's beautiful and it's been, idyllic for raising my kids you mentioned and i know family is a huge deal for you um which i I think it's amazing to hear your stories of family and you're like i said you just kind of put things out there when you mentioned your son uh just went to college he didn't go to college i'm sorry moved to nashville yeah Uh, well that's a college of its own really if you're trying to get Uh, absolutely he doesn't need college (laughs) college would be a total waste of time for him and money moved out yeah so to speak what what kind of how was that for you as a mom and what kind of advice did you give him oh it's it's it is literally devastated my heart literally 
Um, especially Avery because he's the first. He's my only son. Um, he and I were just inseparable when he was born. And I didn't have Olivia until he was three and a half. So <clears throat> he went everywhere with me. Mm-hmm. He was literally, I was like a kangaroo and he was like in my pouch. <laughs> everywhere I went on tour and he would have been here right now mm-hmm. in this studio with us doing this interview. Um, I absolutely adore that child. And uh, and he he's just like me. He's literally a carbon copy of me. The way he thinks, his musical talents and he's actually better than me he's more talented than I am and so um it's it's been devastating and I have like all of my best friends in Mountain Brook it's weird we all have kids the same age we have kids Avery's age and then kids Olivia's age um so we all went through this together this first child leaving home thing so it's hard do you yeah. have, have a do you have grown children? I I have a uh one that's soon to be 20, one soon to be 18. Okay, so you've been there. So I'm 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 there with you and yeah, yeah it's it's awful. I, I've often heard the little saying where, you know, when you have a child and you give birth and, and then they start to move around the world, that it's like tearing out a piece of your heart and watching it walk away yeah. from you. And that's, I'm continually reminded of that. Yeah. As a mom, that's, that's, you know, they got to go do it. Right. You know, but it's a and whole I routine. Did it, you know, thing. like when I was 19, I yeah. mean, I was gone. I moved to Nashville by myself. I had to get a job waiting tables. I had to support myself and find an apartment. I did not have parents like me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, you know, and so I'm like an incredibly doting mother. And um, part of the reward for my success is, is helping him, you Mm -hmm. know, get started. And, um, and he's very, very much against that. He doesn't want me. He wants to do it all on on his own. Yeah. But he is playing guitar in my band right now so that's great and so at least i'm not not seeing him like i'm on the road with him and um but he rides over on the band bus i mean he's he wants to be treated like everybody else no special treatment he doesn't even really want to get paid for playing in my band because he feels like he needs to somehow pay his dues and i get that when you grow up wealthy Mm -hmm. you feel like you know what can i do to pay my dues like Mm -hmm. i need you know, he doesn't have that story like I do. I grew up on poor on a farm in Missouri, and I made it all the way to top of the game, you know, in country yeah. music. And so he's trying to, you know, make sure that he is legit. He's all he is very big into being authentic to himself as well. Um, and then my daughter Olivia is a singer. She's fifteen, and you know, she's probably about to start online school so that we can start her career. And then my daughter, Audrey, is 13, and Mm -hmm. she is, um, she's the joy of our whole family. She's literally (laughs) beautiful, hilarious, and she keeps us laughing at all times. She's a cheerleader and a dancer, and she's that girl. Sarah Evans, please come back. I would love to. This is always so much fun, and I really appreciate you giving me a few minutes today. You too. Thank you. I'm Tanya J. Powers. We've been spending a few moments with Sarah Evans. This is Fox News Radio. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. 
Listen to Fox News Podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.